I am always asking the Lord for the next key for us to enter into his glory. I'm always asking the Lord, what is the key, God, that we need as a collective body that will get us into the next realm? And, and I know some of you, when I said, oh, you know, we're going to be here past noon, you all kind of laughed because you realized I was preaching. Okay. Don't worry, y'all. It's a short sermon today. <laughs> and so I'm always asking him, what's the next key for us to enter into his glory? And he gave me a key that we need today. I'll try it again. He gave me a key that we need. We need this. We need this in order for us to keep going. So I'm going to pick up in Zechariah 4 today, and then we're going to pray. Zechariah 4.10. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. I'm going to say it again. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Holy Spirit, we ask for you to come. Holy Spirit, I need you. I don't just want you. I do want you, but I need you. I declare my dependency upon you. I say, Holy Spirit, come. Speak like only you can speak. Do what only you can do. God, show us your glory. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, you would break every distracting spirit. I say, Every mind be engaged. Every heart be open. I say, Lord, that you would do what only you can do. Take over my lips, God. I say, Lord, speak through me as though you yourself are speaking. Because we want a word from heaven. We want to hear the sound of heaven. I don't want to hear another word from another man. I don't want to hear another word from another person. I want to encounter the living God. In the name of Jesus. And everybody says... Amen, amen. Zechariah 4.10. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Zerubbabel is building a temple. Zerubbabel is building a temple for God. The process had not finished yet. The process had just started. They are still building. It's still being established. But I want to make a clear definition to us of what this is at the very beginning of today because we need to grab a hold of it in the fullness. Because what I want you to get is the clear definition of what despise is because this is a big deal. Despise is defined to look down on. Hold as insignificant, weak. And the difference between hate and despise is you can hate something, you can hate it intensely. But when you despise something, you not only dislike it, you not only hate it, but you look down on it. It's a posture. Come on. Zerubbabel is building a temple for God. And they had only laid at this point, they say, the foundation. And God steps in at that moment and tells Zerubbabel, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Don't look down on it. Don't look down on it. I know you've got a foundation. I know you've taken some hits. I know you've gone through a thing or two. But don't look down on the small beginnings. Don't look down on the small beginnings. I've come to encourage a church today. I've come to encourage some people in their faith today. Do 
do not despise these days of small beginnings because I have a mandate and I've come on a mission today with the spirit of despise and to make sure it gets eradicated from this house and from what God is doing. I'm going to say it again. I have a mandate and I'm on a mission to make sure that the spirit of despise is eradicated from this house and what God is doing. Our mission for today and my title for today's sermon is death to despise. Death to despise. Death to despise. I'm going to say it again. Death to despise. You may be saying, I haven't heard of the spirit of despise before. Well, welcome. Neither have I. Praise God. But I have been dancing around this when I called out a spirit of despise at a furnace several months ago. And God began to expose another level he wanted to deal with in our house. And we must be people who say death to despise. The more God began to reveal, he showed that there was a spirit and I believe a mindset that despises God's beginnings I would like to get up here and tell you that it's only a spirit and you know praise God I would love to sit here and say it's only a spirit and then we could just you know what we could do a mass deliverance today and it would be gone but God began to show me it was more than just a spirit it was a mindset because you know what? A lot of times we like to just make things spirit in order to just pray it away and then it just goes away. But what ends up happening is that there is sometimes a spirit and a mindset. Come on, somebody. You built your mindset around that spirit. The spirit of the devil came in and he tried to push something into you. And then what you end up doing is you conformed your mind. You conformed your thought pattern. You conformed your disciplined life around a spirit. And God wants to get rid of the spirit and renew your mind. Because God didn't tell Zerubbabel to be free from despise. He didn't say be free from despise Zerubbabel. God commanded him, do not despise. God commanded him, don't look at what's around you. Don't look at just the foundation. God is encouraging him to hold on to the promise. God never despises the small beginnings, my friend. God never looks down on the small beginnings. I'm going to say it again because God doesn't look down on the small beginnings and God doesn't look down on the small things. But too often, we as people are more enamored with a successful story and the shiny instant results. Are we going to have fun today or what? We feel like we've plowed a while. We feel like we've given God everything and nothing is changing. We are building and building and building and building and building. But God is never interested in the quick success story. He didn't even write it for his own son. But somehow we want and expect that to be our story. We expect that to be our story. When he didn't even write that story for his own son. But somehow that's what we want. That's our expectations. Like, oh, hell your God. Here's my writer. And here's how it's going to go. I'm going to go ahead and send it in advance. These are all the things I need you to have done for me. So before I even get there. Stop sending God your writer. God is never interested in a quick success story, my friend. The thing is with the despise is it looks at everything in the natural. I'm going to say it again. Y'all are going to make me repeat this, huh? The thing with despise is that it looks at everything in the natural. Flesh, my friend, has a pair of glasses. 
The only lens they carry is making sense of everything they see in the natural. That's what it does. Flesh has a pair of glasses. And every time those lenses only have one thing. And it's making sense of everything they see in the natural. It gives God very little, if any, room to move. It gives God very little, if any. Like all the things in the natural. And then maybe if God, a little bit. And when the flesh has glasses on, the view, the, they view the stories of what God is writing with the lens of the spirit of despise. They look down on anything that they can't understand and make sense of. They look down on anything that they can't even reason. They look down and they actually make people feel foolish for believing God to that extent. And they look down on it. I'm saying something. And too often, when they have plowed, hmm, when they have plowed and they have done things for a long time, what they believe, what, let's change that. What they believe is a long time. When they've been plowing and what they've been doing and they believe is a long time and nothing has changed, they begin to put on the despised glasses. That's what happens. I plowed and plowed and plowed and plowed and plowed and did all this stuff. And I'm doing all the things. And I read the B-I-B-L-E. And I'm doing all the B-I-B-L-E things. And you know what? Nothing's absolutely happening. Nothing's absolutely changing. In fact, it looks worse. In fact, it's getting worse. In fact, things are not changing. In fact, the situation hasn't changed. In fact, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And now I'm tired. And now I'm tired. And I'm doing all the things. And so therefore, what ends up happening is that the enemy comes and we put on the despised glasses. They're quick to say, oh, this isn't going to work because you need to do X, Y, and Z to get that outcome. And you're not going to get the intended result doing it that way. They always say that. Here we go. You aren't going to see revival just praying and believing. Yeah, I will. Thank you. I'll take it. You need to buy the revival subscription for $29.99. And these consultants, see, they'll come in and they'll tell you how to become something in man's eyes overnight. And then you just call it revival and it works. See, everyone's doing it. Everyone's seeing the great result. There is such a spirit of despise and a despising mindset that is so prevalent that we actually seek out these places. We actually seek out these consultants because we hate the idea and even know that other people hate the idea of being something small so much. We hate it so much that we are like, we will do whatever it takes. We will say whatever we have to say. We will sell out to whatever in order to be a big deal on day one. Am I preaching? Are you awake? Can you say all that without shouting? No, I cannot. <laughs> we can't go through a process 
of actually planting and birthing something like in a healthy, normal way, how God made it. We all we know it has to be big on day one or else other people won't think it's a big, cool, come, come on somebody, a big deal. Unless it starts with hundreds and hundreds and jump, jumps of people and day one, it's not cool. It's like, you know what that is? It's like birthing a 10-year-old on day one. That's weird. That's weird. Oh, here's my newborn picture with a 10-year-old. That's weird. And that's what basically people are expecting now. That's what people are expecting now. And they desire it. They desire it. And we despise anything else. We look down on anything else. So we literally bypass this entire process of natural growth in order to just have something be big and seem big in man's eyes because we despise small so much. I don't, come on somebody. I don't want to plant. I don't want to birth. I don't want to have to do anything. Just give me a mega move on day one. It's fake and it's fast. Thank you. It's fake and it's fast. It's fake and it's fast. And that's why it fails so many times. Because it's not real. James 2.17. James 2.17. It says, so then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. It's fake. Faith that doesn't involve action, my friend, is fake. It's fake. That's part of the problem we have today is that we actually want a fake replica of a church. We want fake pastors who just tell us what our tickling ears want to hear, and we want to call it faith. No, 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 my friend. I'm going to read the Bible to you, and if it hurts, it hurts. That's not my fault. Come on. We want fake friends that won't say anything that we don't like. Come on. Fake worship. Fake. You know why? Because it doesn't require anything. It doesn't require anything. Pride will despise what God is birthing. I'm going to say it. You're going to make me repeat everything anyway, so I'll just do it. Pride will despise what God is birthing. The reason people sell out is because they don't want to be looked at as small or just starting out. I'm going. They want to look at as big. They want to be looked at as successful, as fast as possible in man's eyes. So there is a method to get us there as quick as possible than perfect. I will pay whatever the price. I will say whatever I got to do. How much does it cost to buy the fake growth? Where do I sign? Those consultants have tapped into the flesh and they have tweaked things to make people's flesh happy so people can see things be successful before they jump in, before they commit, before they buy in because they have no faith because they are just looking through the lens of the natural despising glasses. And now we've created an entire church, culture system around that. And the flip side is that when things don't start out like that on day one, when things don't happen like that on day one now, then everyone tends to look at it and go, oh, it's just that. Where's your 45-piece band? Huh. That's weird. 
You know you can buy them at the bar. I was with them last night. I'm just going to say it. Oh, it's just like that. It's just, it's just that many people. It's just, it's just that kind of place. Hmm. 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 That's the same reason why people love conferences and living in the lazy river. Oh, I got a church waking up now because you don't have to do anything when you go to a conference. You aren't there to plant. You aren't there to birth. You're just there receiving. You don't have to overcome anything. You're just in conference receiving mode. You don't have to carry anything. In fact, the people who birthed the move are the ones carrying it and doing all the work. We're just there to receive. That's why we love it so much. We don't require anything. People love to just go and get something because it's easy. It's easy. It's the same thing as a podcast or watching TV. Um, I'm watching sermons on mm, the TV things. And it's, it's a good supplement. But it's never intended to be a substitute. It's never intended to be a substitute. And a lot of times we want to do the supplement because we don't want to do the hard things. We just want to go and get the impartation and then mad the impartation didn't manifest how and when I thought it should. (laughs) We're going to have fun today. Let me just say this. If you've been getting 20 years of impartations and nothing's changed... The impartation is not the issue, my friend. The seed was always there. What did you do with it? I went and I got in the lawn and they prayed for all these things and I got nothing and I, you know, I felt a little zap in the moment and then I got home and nothing ever happened. That was 10 years ago. Well, you know, our despising heart posture reflects in our attitude we can even feel justified to treat people with despise less honor or respect we can go with our despise attitude it's not worthy thank you i'll take it my mama will shout you down or hasn't earned the honor it's a despising attitude I'll come over here because they're going to help me. It's a despising attitude. And so what ends up happening is that we go, they're not worthy of that. They don't deserve all that. It's reflecting of what's in your heart. And a lot of times we can, I'm just going to say it. We can respect Target more than the house of God. I don't know why you're sitting in the back row. And a lot of times we can respect Target more than the house of God. It's like, you know, oh, look how pretty it is. They've arrived. Clearly they've arrived. Oh, Target's arrived. Look at all these pretty things. We get so excited. We see all the new fall stuff. Oh, my gosh. Look at all the stuff. Oh, put it in, put it in, put it in, put it in. I mean, you're just like, oh, my gosh. Come on. Don't y'all be judging me for that. We go and try to do, <laughs> we go do go force at Target. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, did you see that new? Oh my gosh, look at that. I'm going to have to come back here later. I'm going to have to come back here later. Did you see all that? Mm. The clothes don't need witnessing. Well, some of them do. 
Okay. <laughs> well, some of them do. <laughs> but a lot of times we can respect Target more than the house of God. We're more jazzed about going to Target than the house of God. We're looking at all the new shiny, pretty things in Target. And then we're more excited about what's going on there than the house of God. But oh, yes. We don't, I don't despise the house of God. But your attitude reflects something different. What's your attitude when you're around something fancy, your hobby, something else? Come on, there's a lot of good games on this weekend. We're more jazzed about the Astros. We're more jazzed about the volunteers beating the Alabama. Don't you think I don't know my sports? And so therefore, that's what ends up happening is we get so jazzed about all these other things. And but we respect all these things because they seem successful in our eyes. But when we come to the house of God, despise. Oh, that's it. Target has better lights. Have you thought about investing in the Target lights? Have you thought about investing in an end cap, selling things like that? You know, you know what I'm saying? And it's like our level of honor or respect is based on how successful or influential we think they are. And it is rather a place of where God dwells. It's rather than the place where God dwells or even people's positions they hold what God commands. I'm going to say it again. It, we almost base our view of it all on how successful or influential we think they are. Rather than the place where God dwells. Rather than the place of my encounters. Rather than me being set free from addictions. Rather than me being set free from fear. Rather than my, oh, come on. But we get jazzed about Target. And it can be whatever else. And even people's places and positions they hold rather than what God commands. Our despising attitude often will be attached. Listen to this. To casualness. Our despising attitude often will be attached to casualness. And it will make us casualties. I'm going to say it. It needs to be said. It needs to be said. It will make us casual and thinking, I don't have to do that. I mean, it's just God will take me however I am. Well, yes, God does. But my goodness, he also calls us to another way of living. Oh, shut that up. Luke 1330. And it says, and take note of this. Some are despised and viewed as the least important now. But one day, the master will place them at the head of the line. And some, yes, uh uh-huh, and some uh, who you view as elite today will become the least important in them. I've come to encourage the church today. Do not despise. Take off the lens of despise and replace it with some faith. In the house of God, he is still on the throne and desires to establish a place for his glory to dwell here on earth. This whole thing is about patience it's about faith it's about hope it's about waiting with a good attitude and trusting God and when you declare death to despise the waiting season is often the season that qualifies you to walk in the fulfillment for what he has for you that's what the waiting season is all about it's qualifying you 
to walk in the fulfillment of what he has for you. So don't settle for something just because you're tired of waiting. I heard this years ago. Faith doesn't deny a problem's existence. I love this. For people like me, we love this. Faith doesn't deny a problem's existence. It denies its place of influence. It doesn't deny that there's actually a problem going on. Faith doesn't deny what's actually in front of me. I don't live in cuckoo la-la land where we just live up here and we have no idea what reality is going on up here. I'm not about that. Don't you get that twisted, my friend. I'm not about that. Faith doesn't deny reality. It doesn't deny the problems that are existing. It just denies its place of influence in my life. Don't disregard negative things, but we, mu- we don't disregard negative things, but we must not become consumed by them. You can be consumed by the things or you can be consumed with God, but you can't have both, my friend. That's mixture. That's mixture. That's mixture. We will be prone to discouragement. I'm going to say this. We will be prone to discouragement, which leads to unbelief. No faith despise whenever our attention is on what God isn't doing as opposed to what he is doing come on don't be surprised if you're discouraged continuously if all you are ever focused on is what God isn't doing right now he hasn't done what you wanted yet and nothing has changed and so what you do is you're just living in this I'm just always discouraged I'm so discouraged if you're discouraged at least one time a week then you are focusing on what God isn't doing than rather what God is doing I've come to lift up your faith today and say lift your eyes where does your help come from faith doesn't deny anything it just says problems you don't have the final say you have no zero influence over my life you have no influence over my mind you have no influence over my mouth you have no influence over my emotions you have no influence over my home and my confidence is in the God who will do what he promises if we are not careful with the promise the process. If we are not careful with the process, we will miss what he is doing in the now because we despise the process of what our hearts truly wants to see. Our heart really wants to see that. But we will despise the process because of what he's doing. And we will look down on the process. Oh, I'm still here waiting. I'm still here waiting. Nothing's changed. She always tells me to have hope. She always telling me to have faith. Well, you're one day closer than what you were if you change that attitude. When we look down on the process and despise the process, we will have we, the, the promise, even though our heart is desperately desiring it, and we may even lip service the promise. Come on. But if we despise the process and what he's doing, we will never get to where he's trying to lead us. Psalms 27, 14. It says, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Look at your neighbor and say, don't give up. Look at your other neighbor that you didn't tell and tell him, don't give up. Don't be impatient. 
Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting. Do you like how he brings that back around? Full circle. Keep on. It's like he knows us or something. (laughs) Keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. Yeah. What he is doing to us in the waiting is really what is needed in order for us to take hold of the promise. We can't handle the promise without the process of the waiting. He is for, he's like literally fortifying these people in the waiting. He's taking us through the fire in the waiting. The reason it's so important for us to go after the despised spirit and kill it and replace it with faith and hope and trust and assurance. He is the God who he says he is because it will hinder and it will stop what God is trying to do. That's why this is so important. This is very, very, very important. This is a big key that we as a house need to get. And I know this can apply individually, but this is a house word. Because why? It is so important that we do not go after the despise and just despise what God's wanting to do. But in fact, we go after it and we kill it because we want to replace it with some faith and hope and trust. Because otherwise it will hinder and it will stop what God is trying to do. If you are despising the very thing he's trying to do because you view do it in your mind, in your mind as too small, too slow, or fill in the blank, but that's the very thing he's doing to get you into the place, then you are actually sabotaging your own process to get there. The very fact that we can sit and complain about it and not rejoice and not steward it. He poured out 10 oils, y'all, on 10 days of prayer. Oh, I want fresh oil. Well, are we stewarding what he gave us? I'll get back to my notes. Yeah. <laughs> the very fact that we can sit there and complain about it, not rejoice, and not steward it, that is, is stopping it from actually growing the way he wants to. And we're sabotaging the thing we claim we want, but we aren't seeing. We can find all the issues of this process. Come on, I'm saying something now. We can find all the issues of this process. And no one can find more reasons to complain than Pastor Justin and I. Hallelujah. And no one knows more things that need to be tweaked than Pastor Justin and I. Praise God. We are painfully aware of all the things that could be better. I promise you we do. But we must grab a hold of faith and refuse to look down on what he is building. Because hear me on this. The enemy knows. Hear me on this. The enemy knows when to hand you the despised glass to put on he's been learning people way longer than we have and when we're praying for a big miracle and it doesn't happen yet so the enemy then will encourage you to put on those despised glasses and you will look down upon this small building process and you'll start to find another way and another solution because you want it quicker and a better result in your mind we want the microwave our culture loves the quick instant fruit microwave fruit that's so gross come on somebody and the life but microwave life is not God's way and it's not God's plan because religion loves the microwave life religion loves the microwave life why because you don't have to have any faith you just trust in a system rather than in God 
Let me tell you what happens when you start despising and you want to figure out your own way and you want to do things your own way. You birth Ishmael's instead of waiting for the promise God wanted to give you in an Isaac where he could establish his covenant. That's what ends up happening is we end up birthing an Ishmael instead of getting the covenant that he's already promised us. He already promised the Ishmael. He already promised it, but we're going to birth it our own way. We end up with an Ishmael. Despise glasses. It's what Michael wore when David danced the ark back to establish a place for God's glory to dwell. She despised him in her heart. She looked down upon him because in her eyes, it was foolish. In her eyes, it looked terrible. In her flesh glasses, she despised the sound of rejoicing. Nothing about God looks through the lens of despising. Pastor Justin was talking to me this week about how God only works in seeds. Oh my gosh. God only works in seeds, Rochelle. God only establishes things through seeds. And there's going to be about 900 plant illustrations this morning, FYI, but just go with me. We may look at a lemon tree seed and not see much. But when you plant that seed and you water it and you give it the right nutrients, I guarantee you're going to end up with some lemons flourishing. But what despise does is it plants the seed and expects lemons in a week. And when the lemons don't come, they're annoyed that they even spent time doing that in the first place. They're annoyed they put their money towards that tree. Oh, I can't believe I even bought that tree. In fact, they'll start questioning everything about the tree. Maybe I was never intended to even plant. I was never called to plant the tree. God never told me to plant that lemon tree. I probably was never intended to do this in the first place. I actually probably, you know what? I probably already killed it. I probably already did something wrong to it. Oh, the bugs are probably going to eat it. In fact, it seems everyone is better at growing lemon trees than me and I'm the only person who can't seem to grow a lemon tree (laughs) y'all laugh but you know and now you're looking down on yourself and you're despising that God could do anything with me you start despising yourself and you just played into the spirit of despise from the enemy's playbook and you are now only planted a lemon tree a week ago this all happened in one week you bought the seed you planted it you watered it and now we're here come on I'm saying something we can come in here and declare in faith When we don't see anything changing, we instantly start to get discouraged because we aren't seeing the fruit of what we believe we planted. And if we keep, oh, everybody's better at doing this than me. Everybody's better at praying this than me. They know how to do this better than me. They're further along in the planting process than me. Come on, my friend. And we start despising. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not really good at the planting process. Maybe I'm just really, you know, maybe I'm more on this lane over here. I'm not the planting person. You know, more I'm like, I'm more like the person that eats the things that come off the plants, you know. And so when it's a happening come on we come in here and we declare with faith and when we don't see anything changing we instantly start to get discouraged because we aren't seeing the fruit of what we believe we planted 
and we'll even use the scripture to twist it. Well, some, some people plant and some people, you know, water and some people reap. Except you're here. And you ain't here by accident. So that means you're a planter. And you're going to water. And you're going to reap a harvest. And if we keep our despised glasses on, we can read the enemy's playbook really well when he starts even despising us and he wants to tell us all the things of what to despise about us. He knows what to say to us. It's all going to be different. Come on. Oh, you just, you're just not really the one qualified to do this. I'm just not really the one who's better at doing this. Oh, you might want to go talk to one of those 2999 consultants now because they might know. Actually, I'm just going to Google it. I'm not going to buy it, but I'm just going to research it a little bit. I'm just going to look at it. I'm just going to look at it a little bit. I'm not going to buy anything, but I just want to make sure, you know, I mean, maybe their Instagram will tell me if we're a little bit off. They're probably on to TikTok or something now, you know. I don't know. I'm too old for that, I guess. I've come to wake up the church today. From a spirit and a mindset of despise. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. It's time to say death to despise. God isn't asking Zerubbabel to go, hey, don't despise. Don't look down on it. Don't do all that. It's bad. No, he's going, do not. Why? Why is he saying that? Because the minute you have you look down on it, you remove God from the story. Come on. The minute you begin to look down on it, you remove God from the story. You have a small view of who God is and what he's able to do. And you lack faith. You lack trusting in what he is able to do. You lack putting and believing in what he is. We may even know it, but we don't believe it. We may know it, but we don't believe it. We may know that he is the God who's on the throne, but we don't believe he's the God who's going to come through. In the natural, we can look at a seed or even a seedling, a small plant, or even an acorn. Oh, it's just an acorn. It's just squirrel food. But it's not the size of the thing. It's the form. And right now, it's just in, it, it's just in seed form. It has nothing to do with the potential. The acorn, come on, it has everything it needs to be there and potential. All the potential is already in that acorn. Everything it needs to become a big tree is already there. It's just in a different form. Faith can see past the form to the end. Faith can see past the form to the end. The despise just goes, it's a stupid acorn. It's just a squirrel food. It's just something that gets stuck in my shoes. Instead of looking at the potential that is wanting and waiting to be unleashed and every Thursday and every Sunday and every desperation I has the potential to be a seed by putting in faith and trust and hope and confidence in the God who is building something. I've come to ask you, how many seeds do you have in the ground? Don't be expecting a harvest if you have nothing in the ground, my friend. Did you come on Thursday and put something in the ground or did you just watch everybody else put something in the ground? Come on. The Lord is calling the church to be fruitful again. And it's not just those who get excited from an awesome weekend at church. 
those who keep the ark assignment through the fire and those who keep the ark assignment through the mundane. I'm just not feeling that fire right now. It's what you do with the mundane, my friend. Nothing's happening with that seed. For such a long time, you put that seed in the ground and there's a whole long process before anything begins to come up. And that, my friend, is where the Lord is trying to take us. What are you doing with the mundane? Oh, I don't feel anything fancy. Well, you know what? You just keep doing it anyway. You just keep doing it anyway. You just keep doing it anyway. Those who keep the ark assignment through the junk of this world being thrown at them, those are the ones who produce. It's time to get some spiritual grit. We need some spiritual grit in our day because we are made to produce fruit. We don't produce fruit because we get excited. We only produce fruit when he abides in us and the living word is active in us and we don't despise the form. The fruit is in now, but it has some seed faith and it's willing to remain faithful so that we can be fruitful. Come on. You can even remove words from your vocabulary that reflect despise. You can even remove words from your vocabulary that reflect despise, but your heart posture will reflect your mindset if your despise, come on, is there and it's not rejoicing. You may not say the words small anymore, but your attitude and heart posture reflects your mindset of either faith in God or despise in what God wants to do. You may know the right lingo for faith. And don't act like we don't. Don't act like we don't. We know the faith lingo. It's got a whole dictionary. It's got a whole dictionary. The faith dictionary. Come on, somehow we all got a copy of it. I mean, that's just what happens. We know the right lingo to say, but our heart cannot be engaged with it. That's because you don't trust that God is faithful. We don't trust that God is going to do what he promises. I've come to tell you our God is not a God who lies. He is the God who keeps his promises. He is the God who does not lie. He is a God who is building. Do not despise these days. I've come to say death to despise. Zechariah 4.10 Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Make sure you understand the posture here. God is commanding Zerubbabel to do not despise the small beginnings because the Lord rejoices. It's an attitude. It's a choice. It's a mindset. You can either despise the approach with what God is building or you can take their approach and and God's reproach and, and rejoice. Two options. You know I love a good sermon with two options, my friend. (laughs) We can do it God's way and rejoice. Or we can do man's way and despise. What you want. Because you can either take the despise reproach with what God is building. Or you can take, come on, God is wanting to build. And we don't despise what God is doing. Or we can go the approach with God and we can rejoice with him. To the process, though, it reveals what needs to be solidified in him. 
But there has to be faith and rejoicing in the process to not despise, but rejoice just like what the Lord is doing. We are supposed to imitate the Lord. Well, he is rejoicing over this place, and I've come to ask you why you aren't. Why are we not rejoicing? Why are we not rejoicing? I've come to ask us. He's rejoicing over this place. Why are we? Why are we lacking faith? Why are we lacking hope? Why are we lacking trust? Why are we lacking rejoicing? Because when the Levites ah, brought back the ark. They sang and they rejoiced. They were bringing the ark back. The ark wasn't there yet. The finishing place, the destination hadn't happened yet. What are you carrying? The ark wasn't back yet. The ark hadn't arrived yet. The ark hadn't arrived at its final place. They were still in the process. They were planting seeds of rejoicing with every step. They carried the ark back. They rejoiced. As they carried the ark back, they rejoiced. They carried the ark back. Rejoice. Rejoice. This thing's heavy. Rejoice. Rejoice. I don't see anything changing yet. Rejoice. Rejoice. It's despise or rejoice. It's despise or rejoice. We pick what we bow to. The flesh or God. And it's reflecting in how we build. It's reflecting in how we build. We rejoice and, and we build or we despise and build. Let me tell you what. If you're despising, my friend, you ain't really building anything. Because your pride will never build anything. Because you're just... Over here looking down at everything. And you just know better than everything. You have an answer for everything. You know a better way to build it. You need to get the hold of the blueprints. And it's called the B-I-B-L-E, my friend. Those are the blueprints of how we build in a place here for God to dwell. You can't download it on the internet. And the only thing that's going to be giving blueprints for how God is going to establish his house is from the B-I-B-L-E, my friend. And as for me, in the radical remnant of Freedom House, we've come today to put a stake in the ground and to say death to despise for us. We like to tame down the flesh. We even like to control the flesh. And God is commanding for the flesh to die. Death to despise. It is that harsh because that's the truth. There is nothing less than death. Otherwise, that thing is going to try to come up back around. Death to despise is what it takes. Despise has to die or else it's going to come back around and you can't push that aside. You can, you, can, you can say, I don't want to despise anymore. No, it's despise. You must die. Not, I don't want to despise this week. No, despise, you must die. You are going to the graveyard today. If you don't kill the weeds, if you don't kill despise, it will keep growing like a weed. If you don't kill despise, it will keep growing like a weed. And just like a weed, it even kills good things. Come on. Weeds don't just grow. I despise weeds. <laughs> Especially the weeds in our backyard, babe. Weeds don't just grow. They spread. And it will even take over the places to the point where they push out 
what was intended to be planted there. You can plant all the beautiful flowers in the world in your flower bed, but if you don't take the weeds out at the root, those weeds are going to come and take over and you won't even be able to see the flowers you've intended to be there. And that's what happens to too many believers. They try to plant some joy and they try to plant some peace and they try to plant some faith and hope and they never remove the fear, the doubt, the worry, the control, the hopelessness, the heaviness, the religion, the rebellion or whatever else. And now you can't see the peace trying to come up because the doubt comes in every single time to make sure it never grows. And it takes a true death to despise in order for rejoicing to take place that God is calling us to and what he's already doing. The reason you can't rejoice in the small is because you haven't allowed despise to die. That is why the reason you can't rejoice in the building is because you've refused to kill despise. I want to make sure you understand despise is not just disliking it. It's also a posture. Of looking down, it's pride. Oh, it's just those same few people again. Oh, it's just the same Sunday deal. It's just a building in the middle of nowhere where we share with not a lot of things going on. That is exactly what it looks like with the boy who brought his five loaves and two fishes. Andrew scoffed at the idea, but the small boy's lunch ended up feeding 5,000 people. The woman in the Old Testament who owed a debt she could not pay, she cried out to Elisha for help. And Elisha asked her what she had, and she had nothing but a jar of oil. He told her to go and borrow as many empty vessels as she could find and pour her oil into the vessels. And she continued to pour uh, oil into those vessels until they were all filled, and she had more than enough to pay off her debt. Oh, and too often we like to think, I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to give. I have nothing to do. And we come with, oh, this is all I have. And Jesus is like, perfect. Perfect. All you got is two loaves? Perfect. All you got is a few little fishes? Perfect. Come on. Come on. And that's what we go with. Oh, these, these little few people. God's like, perfect. I didn't ask you what you don't have. He's asking what you do have. Two little fishes? Perfect. That's all I need. The Hebrides revival was the exact same. You know this well. Two little women and a pastor. They were like, this isn't right what's going on in our region. Let's just start praying. Let's actually just start praying in a barn. And people tend to look down on what is little, but everything has to start. Everything has to have a beginning. And if you despise it, it will never start. Or it will just get aborted in the tiniest stages because you don't look at it as worthy enough and give it what it needs to grow. Hear me on this. The Lord has had a seed in Houston for a long time. And he tries in every generation to get that seed going again. Look to see who is going to take it. Look to see who's going to actually get it to start growing and this is the reason the abortion clinics are the way they are in the natural in this city is because of what happens in the spirit realm first come on come on come on come on in the church the church has been aborting the spirit of God and a move of God and the awakening of God for many generations. And there must be a people who will not abort the small seed, but are willing to be faithful and not 
Don't you forget. Trees don't even start producing fruit until five years. People think it's been six months. It's been a year. Where's that fruit? It's a five-year minimum, my friend. And then it starts producing. Pastor Justin and I had a grapefruit tree that in year five of that tree, we literally couldn't give all the grapefruits away. Mama, am I right? They literally filled up our entire atrium. We had so many grapefruits. We had a freeze coming in. You know what I'm talking about. We had a freeze coming in. And I told my mom, I think I should probably go cut the grapefruits in my backyard really quickly. And she calls two and a half hours later. And she's like, what you doing? I said, I'm still cutting grapefruits. You what? Still cutting grapefruits, mom. I'm still cutting grapefruits. We gave bags away asking people, please here, here, take some grapefruits. And the tree, it was like this. First year, no fruit. Second year, no fruit. Third year, no fruit. Fourth year, maybe one or two. They, didn't, they weren't good. Then, year five, more than we could ever give away. More than we could actually ever do. Overflow. That is how it works. It's going, I know at some point it will produce because his word doesn't come back void. But we doubt it because we don't see it. We don't see it. We just stepped into year five, my friend. Don't you get discouraged. We just broke off the spirit of delay and we declare death to despise. On. Galatians 6 9. Come on, come on, come on. And don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds. Don't get weary in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. Come on. I know you want to take it and make it personal, but this is a corporate world and word. And I know it, it, it is, and you can take it for what it is, but I'm telling you, I know this is the word for the house today. I've come to encourage you to raise your faith. Lift your faith. Don't put your hope in what you can see. Lift your faith to the one who is faithful. The only thing that limits God from moving is lack of faith. I've come to lift the faith in this place and say we will latch our faith to what heaven promises and we will pull them into reality here because it takes faith for what God is building here hear me on this carrying an ark takes faith carrying an ark takes faith a lot of faith more faith than you think (laughs) it takes faith and if you don't see The vision of hundreds of people coming into Freedom House and getting healed, saved, and delivered, and being set free, and awakening coming to this city and this region. You will stop carrying an ark because you despise. Oh God, I thought you would do it by now. If God wanted to do it, he would have already done it. If he wanted to, he would have already done it now by now. If I had a dollar... For every time someone came into this house, this house, and they came and told one of us, oh, God is going to do all these amazing things here. But he didn't do it when they wanted to on the timetable. They wanted by the day and the time they wanted to see it. You never see them again. People come 
even come for a year and a half. Come on. Many years, they'll plant their life here, but they didn't get the result in the time they wanted. So therefore, they go and try something else, and you didn't give God any time to do what he needed to do. You didn't give God any time. Do not despise. He is doing something. You can't see it, but he's doing it. I've come to tell you, can you dream the dream, Freedom House? Can you dream the dream, Freedom House? There's coming a day when Freedom House will not be able to hold what God is doing in this building. What God is going to release will not be able to be contained in these walls. But these current walls, they are very necessary. I'm telling you something. These walls are necessary. These walls we're in right now. These chairs we're in right now. This ugly floor is necessary right now. It's necessary. It's necessary. I'm telling you. It's necessary. No one knows more than Justin and I of all the things. But I've come to realize my faith is bigger than anything else. Because my faith is not locked on to the color of the floor, the size of the room. These current walls are necessary for what is next. And there will come a day when we will not be able to keep up with the amount of testimonies and healings that are to take place when we gathered. Crutches being left at the altars. Wheelchairs being emptied. Tumors falling off. Blind eyes opening. Ears opening. Signs, wonders, miracles. Needles and drugs and fentanyl being left at the altar. Come on somebody. Prisoners coming out of the jails and being set free in here. Passing one another in the halls and reminding each other of the days of the building we shared. And the building and the builders that we actually shared with the builders and the maids. The people who build and clean. Wake up. Come on. There will be a generation. There will be a generation of an awakening to the miracles of God. There will be kids as young as five to nine years old laying hands on one another and seeing miracles, prophesying, calling out to the things, household salvations. Come on, Lone Star College being turned into one of the other miracles of revival taking place in a college again. Household salvation, prodigals being set free and being radically changed, sobered up in the altar, sobered up in the presence of God. Come on, lesbians and trans and gays being set free out of homosexuality and turning their lives back to Jesus. Come on, people being set free from being demonically controlled. Religion being set free, prisoners being set free, families restored, families in revival, men's ministry. Oh, you know I'm going there. A men's ministry that is so on fire and it shows men how to actually walk in the fire of God and build their family around the move of God and they will not be left behind. If you want to know my prayer is what we will have the fieriest men's ministry in the state of Texas. Come on. Men's ministry is so on fire. It's showing, shows the following of the spirit of God and dying to your flesh is not a woman's deal. But a real man of God and a real man is 
And that is okay. It's okay to be a man and be undignified to the Lord. And they will be moving their families around to be in this house around the fire of God. Young families being equipped to show their babies how to carry the fire. Young people so zealous for the Lord. They're leaving the bars and they're leaving the clubs. And they're coming into the house of God because they want to see the fire of God is real. Come on, can you dream the dream? Being in a house that teaches and equips and trains revivalists to not just experience the fire, but equip them to carry the fire of God until the trumpet blows and the sky splits and Jesus returns. It's not enough to just get in the line, but I want to carry it. I want to be a fierce protector of it. And we need some people who are going to train them and equip them how to carry the fire rather than just have a moment of it. Because the tribe of Freedom House, come on, stay with me, is willing to live consecrated and focused life, dedicated to carrying the weight of the glory to dwell in our church, region, and state. We are willing to pay the price to carry revival. I can assure you of one thing. This is no small thing. I'm going to say it again. Don't despise the small days because this is not a small thing. And there is a high level of price lifestyle he demands of what people who carry his glory back to a region. And here at Freedom House, we accept that mandate. Therefore, we can't despise the mandate. Instead, we have come today to say death to despise and the small mindsets. Death to the despising mindsets. You are standing shoulder to shoulders with people right now. And they are not just those you will see in the hallways to come. But they are the very ones God has called and established and planted here for such a time as this. You are not here by accident. I'm going to say it again because everybody likes to think it's for everybody else but them. I'm going to say it just to you. You are not here by accident accident don't despise yourself from what God is doing in and going to do through you you have been called uh, to be planted here to see his glory established if you don't see the picture of the grapefruit tree producing so many things that you can't even contain you will stop watering the plant because you despise it I've come to put a stake in the ground and say, as for me in the radical remnant of Freedom House, faith is going up higher. Yes. It has no option. It's going up higher today. It will not be roller coaster faith. No roller coaster faith. radical faith in God radical faith in the God who still parts seas radical faith in the God who moves mountains who still heals who still delivers who still saves we say death to despise and full faith and assurance and the God who is alive and seated at the right hand throne of him and it's not a matter of if but when we will see revival
people. Do not despise these days. So I'm going to open up these altars. And some of you need to lay down the despising mindset and spirit today and pick up faith, hope, and trust. Trust in the God who is. Come on. We have got to be people who get this. Because if you think this is it, my friend, we will get to another threshold. And I will get up here and say the exact same thing with many, many more people. And you'll think, we already did this. And I'll say, here we are again. We don't despise what God's building. We don't despise the move that he was wanting to awaken. There is a seed in the ground of Houston. And he is looking for some people who will go, I'm going to pick up the seed. And I'm going to water the seed. Some of you need to lay down despising mindsets and spirits today and pick up faith, hope, and trust. And if you are ready to let, let go of the despising spirit today, I invite you to run down here to the altar and declare despising is dying today. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come, 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 come quickly. Come, come, come quickly. This is not a dismissal. This is not a dismissal. This is not a dismissal. This is the most important thing we do here is altars at this church. Why? Because it's not enough to just come hear a little word and sing a little song. It is where we encounter the living God and we make an exchange. We make an exchange. Come on, somebody. You start praying. You start saying death to despise right now. You might be despising things in your own life. You need to say death to despise. You need to. You need to. You need to. You need to. Let go of despise and pick up faith. Let go of despise and pick up hope. Let go of despise and pick up trust. You need to let go of despise and pick up faith today. Pick up faith today. Pick up faith today. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick up faith. Pick up hope. Pick up trust. Pick up confidence in the God who was and is. Death to despise. Come on, take off the flesh glasses. Take off the flesh glasses. Take off the flesh glasses. Let go of the lens of despise. Let go of the lens of despise. We say we put our hope and our faith and our trust in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's generational. We pick that up today. We say, God, you are the God who moving. We need you. Death to despise. Death to despise. I say we will not grow weary. 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 I say you have arms strong as an ox to build. I say you are building something. Don't you despise it. You are building. Don't you despise it. Don't you despise the days. Come on, make an exchange. Come on, make an exchange. Come on, make an exchange. Do not be distracted in this moment. This is a big, big, big deal. Do not be distracted in this moment. This is a big, big, big deal. You got to bury something today. You got to bury something today. Woo! 
Death to despise. We break off every despising spirit and we say the despising spirit that wants to suck out all of the faith and all of the hope and all of the trust. We rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth and we say you must flee now and never return. We say despised you must die. We say in the name of Jesus faith you are rising. Trust in the name of the Lord is rising. Hope in our God who will not fail is rising. I say in the name of Jesus. We say we will not grow weary. We will not grow weary. We will not grow weary. But your arms are strong to build. They're strong to keep plowing. I say in the name of Jesus, your faith is fixed on Jesus and not what you see. You will not be looking at the natural, but your eyes are on the supernatural. Your eyes are on the one who is and is to come. You will not despise these days. We will be people who rejoice. I say in the name of Jesus, the rejoicing sound is coming out of you today. The rejoicing sound is coming out of you today. I say in the name of Jesus, the rejoicing sound is lifting up out of you today. I say let there be the birthing of the rejoice sound today. Let there be the birthing of the rejoice sound today. Let there be the birthing of the rejoice sound today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hakayata Rabashoto, who shut her rabakayata rabaka. My husband and I are going to come around. We're going to pray for you for faith, hope, and trust to lift in you today, to rise in you today, and that every despising spirit and mindset would die and never return in Jesus' name. Yes? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep praying. <laughs>